so I learned really quickly that it's not just about doing push-ups in mud. Um, although at some point it is about doing push-ups in the sand and that was terrible. Hello, this is Tab Bartley and you are listening to the Oath We Took podcast, the show that tells the Marine Corps story through the Marines that served. This is the fifth episode. Today, instead of just sharing one Marine story, I have two amazing educators who will share their experience at the Marine Corps Educators Workshop. So many Marines make the decision to join the Marine Corps during high school. The workshop we are discussing today is open to high school educators and is a behind the curtains view of the transformation from civilian to Marine. I know so many amazing Marines who hesitate to tell their stories. Their stories hold so much power and so many life lessons. Oftentimes though, they go untold. Not every Marine story is the same. What is the same? is the oath that we all took. Thank you both for joining me today. And I'm so excited to have you here and see you because it's been years since I've seen you. Um, And I'm first going to have you guys introduce yourselves and tell me kind of what you do in the education realm, Um, you know, high school educator or, you know, administrative kind of that, that, uh, that level of where you are in the education realm. And then we will start asking questions about the workshop. And Tanya, I will have you go first. Oh, amazing. Hello, my name is uh, Tanya Manning. And um, I was first introduced to this program when I was a high school administrator here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I always worked closely with the recruiters that would come out to the high school. And I was introduced to this opportunity through them. And it was transformative. It really, um, you know, just opened my eyes to the experience of, you know, those first few weeks as a Marine. Uh, And it also gave me some insight into um, how to make the program more accessible to our students. Um, The high school I was at was a Title I high school. And so um, in some ways it was low poverty. And we needed to make sure that all of our students, you know, that was our mission to make sure all of our students had access to as many post-secondary experiences as possible and not just college, you know. Um, And I would say the most beneficial aspect of this program was uh, the relationships I built since then. I currently work um, as a corporate training specialist and have my own company where I um, coach teachers who are transitioning into the corporate world. I also design online learnings and websites. And so I'm still in the educational realm. I'm a a forever teacher. (laughs) And believe it or not, I still hype up the Marines and the opportunities that they still, you know, give to our kids. So thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. I can't wait to chat. Thank you for joining me. And uh, I'm Mauricio Restrepo. Um, I uh, was a teacher when I went through the Educators Workshop, um, so I saw it from a little bit of a different lens, but I hold that information really near and dear to my heart still. Um, So I'm currently a high school assistant principal. Um, I was just uh, named this past semester uh, assistant principal of the year for my district. Um, So uh, a little bit of hype there, but, you know, um, I I spent a lot of time talking to our recruiters, talking to students about their future plans um, when we're having dropout meetings, when we're having grade meetings, attendance meetings. Um, I don't always suggest, you know, Marine Corps or military in general, 
<clears throat> but for students who don't know what they want to do that that need a change of, of pace in life, um, I do make that recommendation, right? And I and I recommend them straight to that recruiter. You know, I tell them, you know, what are you interested in? You know, the military has tons of jobs that you can do um, in whatever you're interested in. Like you want to be a plumber, there's plumbers. Like you want to be a cook, there's cooks. You want to be a pilot, there's pilots. Um, you know, there's guys that that change, you know, that there's mechanics, there's all that stuff. So, um, you know, just just trying to stay close to my recruiters. Uh, our recruiter right now, currently, our Marine Corps recruiter is amazing. Uh, always reaches out, always makes sure he says, hey, when he's walking through the hallways to me. Um, but even like in my personal life, I take what I learned. Um, you know, I have a 16-year-old or soon to be 16-year-old. And he's been talking about going Marine Corps for the past like five years. Um, and so, although, you know, I'm not pushing it, like, I still want them to be one of his, one of his hopes and dreams. And if he wants to do it, I want to help him pursue it. Um, you know, he can do whatever he wants. He's probably going to change his mind. I know he will. Uh, but you know, I want to make sure that I take the information, the knowledge I learned from that, that workshop, uh, to be able to help people in the future. And it's funny that one of the things you said is like the military and the Marine Corps aren't for everybody. And I do think that that's one of the perceptions of somebody who doesn't really know much about the workshop when we bring it up they think that it's okay the marine corps is pushing everybody to join the marine corps and it's like it's actually kind of the opposite um we're we're not doing that during the workshop it's instead we're showing kind of here's the requirements you know we talked earlier before we started recording the podcast that to get in the marine corps you can't just have a ged as where other branches of service you can and so there's little things like that that if you have a high school student who's looking at the military and looking at the branches, that's something that may be a motivator to get them to get their high school diploma, right? Because it's one less hoop that they would have to jump through to become a Marine. Um, and so with that being brought up, I'm curious of what were maybe some of the perceptions that you had of the Marine Corps before the workshop that were changed during the workshop? I guess I'll start. Um, one of the perceptions that I had was the Marines just kind of like fight, like the in infantry type, you know, <laughs> you know, the few and the proud. Um, I knew it was um, more elite, you know, um, or I felt that it was more elite than the Army um, or Navy. Um, I have since learned that that's not true. Each arm service, you know, each branch has their own kind of niche, right? And um, another myth was, you know, that they were almost robotic. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, you know, um, is that's just not true. You know, they're, they're human, the humanity, the, um, compassion, the kindness, the hospitality, um, that was shown to us was amazing. Um, and there was one thing that was confirmed though, um, with this experience and that is leadership this branch is definitely for those people or those young people who have exhibited leadership skills um and so they are not just simple robotic followers you know just lead me where you want to go um but they are leaders within themselves like they actually have to de develop that sense of um, I'm part of a team, you know, and because I'm part of a team, I'm also leading us too, you know, um, I may not have the rank, but I have to exhibit those skills. And so, 
um, those are just a couple of things that kind of changed my mind about this branch service. I love that. I, I completely <laughs> agree with you on that, Tanya. Like, man, I, I thought that like people that went to Marine Corps, they just got yelled at and they just ran around and like did push-ups in mud and all that stuff. Um, but I can tell you, like watching the process from a, a 10,000 foot view, um, really talking to the, and I always get this wrong. Is it drill instructor, drill sergeant? Drill instructor in the Marine Corps. Instructor. And okay. you guys, and you guys were blessed to have a female drill instructor, right? Yes. Okay. And you got to if go you in the, you did go in the, <laughs> I was about to say that I made sure that my educators <laughs> got the best experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the drill instructor, right. Getting, getting to talk to them and seeing, I think like Tanya said, the humanity in them, right. Like they're doing a job. Their job is to build Marines. Um, and so I learned really quickly that it's not just about doing pushups in mud. Um, although at some point it is about doing pushups in the sand and that was terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, I think at the same time, like, <clears throat> they're going through this process and they're on a schedule. They have to do a hundred points in the day. They have to make sure they get eight hours of sleep. They have to make sure like it's very structured and I'm sure it doesn't feel that way when you're going through it because you just know you're getting yelled at, you're getting screamed at. It's the next thing, but really like they're encouraging them along the way. They're telling them they can do it. They're trying to make sure they don't drop out. They're trying to push them to, to reach their goals and um, I think that was the biggest thing for me was like, it's not just about like being tough and whatever, like you're going through a process. And what's, I think so cool about the workshop is you guys learn that like firsthand, like you experience things, the drill instructor marched you, the drill instructor put you in the pit and made you guys do exercises. You guys counted off like how many times, um, oh my God. Must have counted. we were counting for like the first hour, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I talk about this still, right, to, to friends of mine now, um, talk about the, the workshop and like how they should go. And I say, yeah, they put you on the yellow footprints. They don't know what it is. So I kind of explained a little bit of that. I said, and then they make you count. I said, and we're all educated people and we couldn't count to 22. Like <laughs> we couldn't follow simple direction. And they're like, so the, what happened was like, we just kept going and counting and going and ran. Ran. <laughs> and then ran back and then counted them. it's like what is happening here people and then like I think you brought up, brought up the yellow footprints I think it's so cool that we show you these things right but like you're not able to walk through the doors only marines can walk through the doors so although we're showing you things there's things that are so important to the marine corps history and marines in general that although we're, we have an open curtain there's traditions that we're gonna stick to and we're gonna you know, we're going to stick to that, which again, love the workshop and love the week. And so it's a week at Paris Island and you guys got to do everything from rappel tower to, did you guys go through the gas chamber? Yes. Okay. I had one year, we couldn't go through the gas chamber because it was too much. Um, they had just done something, uh, rappel tower, gas chamber, firing weapons to just all sorts of different things. And so what was your favorite like activity or moment in the workshop or even eating lunch with recruits from oh, your gosh, area? There's just so many. I mean, I can't even pick a favorite. I was able to do things I didn't think I could do. Um, the rappel tower, yeah, it was high, but 
it's not until you get up to the top that you realize, wow, this is going to take something else, you know, out of like, like this is going to push me. Um, and you knew you were going to be okay. Just that initial step off of the platform. And um, I didn't know it was going to be okay, Tanya. Really <laughs> clear, like, like I tied my own harness, Tanya. <laughs> right? Like they were like, "Oh, it looks right. good." I'm like, "What looks good, guy?" Like, <laughs> yeah, tell me. <laughs> but you know, and and they're with you every step of the way. But this is you. Like this is your moment where you can push yourself. So the Repel Tower definitely was one of my favorites. And of course, shooting the rifle. Um, I was like, okay, I want more. I want, I just have to keep going, you know. Um, my hands down favorite activity was lunch. When we were able to sit and talk to the Marine recruits, like the new ones and I think they had been, well, not the new, new, but they had been in for, I guess, a few weeks and the discipline and the um, humility and the kindness and the intensity, you know, they're just so intense. And um, yeah, they were able to answer our questions like, where are you from, you know? this recruit ma'am is from so-and-so, you know, um, they don't have names. It's like this recruit, this recruit, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's just so many different experiences. Uh, we were able to meet um, history in person with this African-American um, Marine vet who um, was in Vietnam and, you know, did some heroic things with his, um, um, I don't know what you call it, squad team, um, unit, I don't know. And, um, you know, that was in the museum there on Paris Island. And so it was just like everywhere you look, there was an opportunity to learn more. I mean, gosh, the immigration ceremony. Yeah. We were able to watch. Uh, it almost tears me up now just to know that these people come from other countries to serve and to protect ours. And there weren't even citizens yet and um during the graduation ceremony we were able to witness their immigration ceremony as well you know um and that was the, one of the first things that happened so that when they went through the entire um graduation um they were doing it as citizens you know um so that's it. I'll, I'll stop. But man, I could talk <laughs> about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you, Tanya. I think my favorite part of the whole thing was the the graduation piece. And then the, the, the immigration, the naturalization process was really cool to see, um, to have them in uniform doing that and then and then be able to go with their unit and, and kind of finish off the ceremony. That was really cool that was probably the most heartfelt to me, um, I would say. Talking to the recruits was really cool. Um, I actually, the second time we got to have meal with the recruit, I was talking to a guy, an older gentleman. Um, when I say older, he was probably 32 at the time, but he was a, a reservist going through. And so like, he kind of already had the mentality of like, I know what's happening, I'll be fine, I'll make it, like, we'll be fine, right? So that was really cool to see his point of view. 
um, you know, and talking to them was really cool. But I think, again, that naturalization process was was the coolest part of the week for me or the four days, I should say. Another really cool part was shooting guns, Tanya. So I, I'm like, a, I'm not a gun nut, right? Like, I, I'm, a, you know, I like shooting. I, I enjoy the sport. But when I'm going out there and shooting the M16s and and they're letting me shoot three round burst, like that's something that not normal people can do, right? You know, when I'm looking at the magazines and they're green tips and I'm like, we're shooting green tips. He's like, we don't have anything else here, you know? <laughs> you know, and they're like, you know, they're giving us like, you know, five and 10 round magazines and people are, I, I don't remember if you remember, like people were at the end were like, ah, I'm done shooting. I'm like, well. I know. <laughs> like, give it to me. I must have shot off, I mean, yeah. three, 400 rounds in the last like 15 minutes, just trying to shoot down range. I you think know. you were the first volunteer when we did the simulation before we went out to, to the field. I think you were the first one to step up for the Yeah, um, that was cool. I have pictures of that, by the way, of you. <laughs> I do. Every now and then they'll come up on like my, my photos, like yeah. remember this photo. But yeah, so I mean, just that was really cool. I think the Coffin's Tower was awesome. You know, that like, again, tying your own harness, right? They're like, oh yeah, make a square, make a knot here, make a square knot here, like make a, this knot here. Like, okay, now we'll check you. I'm like, check us for what, guys? Like, what? <laughs> check us, we're going to do what? This is going to go up there? No, like, yeah. so it was just really cool. But, um, you know, I think the whole process, like you have to put the whole experience together to really look it in to say, this is, it was an Me amazing too. experience. And I, yeah, that's 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 true. It's a it's we are describing pieces of an yeah. entire process because you know we're leaving out the culmination activity where we exp we went through just a little snippet of games that they do at the end, the challenges, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So there's cool. so much. That the course that the piece of the course that we saw that was cool. Yeah. I actually have a. One of my students, he's one of my, uh, one of our cheerleaders. He's going out, he's going uh, in July, he's going, I believe. Awesome. Paris uh, Island. And so he's already signed his paperwork and everything. And he's so excited. I mean, and he, this kid doesn't have emotion, right? Like, I'm just like, hey, hey, what do you think, man? He's like, oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I'm so excited for him to be able to go and see it um, and, and experience it and then come out. And I told him, I was like, if if you get the opportunity to allow me to go to your like the end when you get your eagle of an anchor like i want to be there um oh. it's such a cool experience such a cool experience. and the workshop there's so many things that during the educators workshop that you guys got to see that nobody gets to see like nobody wow. that opportunity is something that is so unique to the workshop and the reason why it's so important is again that information and building those relationships and yes it's a recruiting tool but it's a community building tool more than it is a recruiting tool um we have educators and you know at least my method for getting educators to the workshop our goal is to find educators who are kind of middle ground or an educator who's middle ground and somebody who maybe will go with them that's like completely anti because they have to show up, right? That's the thing. You have to actually show up to the workshop and it's a big deal. We have very limited seats. And so like we had educators who have never even shot a gun, shoot a gun. We have educators that had a massive fear of heights and were able to conquer the rappel tower and do these things. And there, so there's 
like you said, there's so many levels to the experience. Um, and I'm surprised neither of you mis- mentioned karaoke yet. Uh, cause you had major Nash the year and he, uh, he busted out some karaoke. Uh, it's karaoke night. Thursday night is the tradition for the workshop. Um, so Marines have fun and they have extra fun after the workshop too. Um, that's an experience, <laughs> but, um, what is, <laughs> I would say talking about real quick, like pieces that people don't normally get to see so we went to uh, did we have dinner in the officers yes officers the the officers club yes and that's so you guys are and just to kind of give an overview of the workshop so you're at the workshop for four days um and I mean we're there from like 5 a.m one day till like 7 p.m. one day. And then you guys do get to stay in a hotel though. I mean, that is something that a lot of people are like, well, I'm not sleeping in barracks. Well, we don't make you guys sleep in barracks. We are at a nice like holiday inn, you know, your normal type hotel. Um, And so there's time at the end of the day to, I think one of my favorite things about the workshop is have very like intimate conversations about the Marine Corps and very real conversations. I remember one of the educators, and I don't think it was with your guys' group, but one of our educators you know, asked about don't ask, don't tell, and not in a negative way, but really wanted to understand that, wanted to understand transgenders in the military. So there's conversations that you can't have in a lot of situations because it's it's like, are we both listening or are we both conversing that at the workshop, you can have those type of conversations. And I think it's so important. And so I think one of the things, you know, we've talked about the workshop having a huge impact on you personally and building in the community. And so what are some of the personal impacts the workshop had on you guys or that you've seen in your students or even that you feel like you've brought back as an educator? I mean, I I brought back personally just an appreciation for the process, right? You know, I think, again, I'm going to reiterate, like it's not for everybody. Military is not for everybody. But, you know, I think it's for more people than we think. And so just having my students know it is an opportunity for them to grow. It is uh, an opportunity for them if they choose to go that route, you know, get school paid for, get it. Like you have a career when you come out, you have a career, right? You have experience in what you're doing, all those things. So for me, it's just, it's that piece. When I talked about it, I first wanted to just be very clear about what this is. The this branch, along with all the other branches, you know, in the armed forces, have a mission. Mm-hmm. They are to protect us. Yes, you may be deployed. Yes, you may be asked to defend us on a foreign land. And so it's not Disneyland, you know. Um, this is real. This is a commitment. That is why you see a lot of legacy members in the armed branches you see you know like my father served my uncle served my grandfather you know it's like embedded with like who you are you know so I kind of like get that out out the way so yes this this is real you know um but within that just like Marie Grecio said you have so many opportunities the careers you name it you can do it especially in the tech field especially now in the tech field, you know, everything from transportation. Uh, My husband is an army vet. He's, he was, he spent 20 years in Europe. He has seen some of the most beautiful places, 
driving a truck, <laughs> you know? And also, you know, an insight that I had is the women. The women are not super women. These are not women who have super strength, super powers, and just, you know, want to conquer the world. These are average women who have a desire to lead, who have a desire to serve, who work hard alongside the men to achieve those same outcomes. And so, yeah, I think that was a myth that I had, a stereotype that was shattered during this experience. It was, it was obliterated during this experience to see women, your just average women being transformed by this experience you know, but you don't have to come that way. You don't come as a badass superhero type, you know, <laughs> you come in as you are and they meet you where you are. And, and if you meet those requirements, you're in, and then they develop you. And, and a lot of those things stay with you through your entire life. Yeah. As you know, as a Marine and obviously going through it, I completely agree with that. And that was one of the reasons for me, it was so important to have a female drill instructor for my educators. Um, and so my role in the educators workshop, I was the one who planned all of, all of it for my educators, the coordination of getting the educators there, the making sure everybody's there, everybody's good while we're there. And for me, it was so important to show female drill instructors because as a female Marine at that time, females only came from Paris Island. That's the only place female Marines were made. And so it was huge for me to show that because I think there is, there's a lot of perceptions of what it means to serve as a female. Um, there's a lot of perceptions in general, but that was something that was very important to me. And one of the surprising things that every single workshop I did, I would have multiple female educators come up to me at some point in the workshop saying, I wish I had known this was an opportunity because I probably would have joined. I still would have been an educator, right? But I would have done four years first and then maybe made a career out of it. But they were just like, I didn't even know it was a possibility for me. And actually we had an educator one year who she ended up joining the army reserve as an officer because the experience at the workshop impacted her so much. And so that's what I love about the workshop, the challenging, the perceptions. Um, what is, what is something that you would change from the experience or for better or for worse? What's something that you think the experience could have, could have been better from? If they would have like taken time to get rid of the stand flies, that would have just been wonderful. It would have made my experience so much better. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think honestly, like the, the, like the comforts, right. The creature comforts for some of it. Like I remember that bus being hot. I remember being outside, hot outside when they're doing the run, um, things like that, right? But like, I think we, you know, some of the other things like in the sandpit, right? Like you, that's a real lived experience, right? Of what they're doing. Now it was a very, very small snippet of what the recruits actually see. Right. Never, like, can't take that <laughs> away from anybody. But um, yeah, you know, I think, I think that they do, they did a really good job of seeing the whole gamut, Right. Um, from start to finish, you see it's it's all 13 weeks, right? 13 weeks? Yep. So it's all 13 weeks and pretty much four days. You see every a little bit of everything. Um, now it's fast, right? And that's how you get 13 weeks done in four days. But I think such a good job. You get to see the processes. Like, I mean, I learned that the food that they give the female recruits is different than the food they mm -hmm. give the male recruits because their bodies require different nutrients and stuff. Like that was amazing to me. That's 
that's science to me, right? I'm like, wow, that's cool. But, you know, I think they did, uh, I think they did a really good job of helping explain that. I think the drill instructors, like day one, like you don't talk to the drill instructor. Day three, you can have a conversation with them. And that's what the recruits feel from what I understand. And so I think seeing that whole piece, that whole puzzle being put together for us. And obviously like that's the way my mind works anyway. So like, I was like, oh, I see that now. Oh, I see that. And I'm putting the puzzle piece together. So, you know, I think some people took them until the end. I started putting the puzzle piece together, like kind of like halfway through and, you know, but I think it's just cool the way you guys, the way the Marine, the Marine Corps does that piece is awesome. Yeah. And this program is a national program. So the Marine Corps has 48 recruiting stations across the nation. So as an educator, if you are interested in attending the workshop, you either go to the West Coast, San Diego, if that's where your recruits go, or if you're on that side of the Mississippi or like on this side of the Mississippi, the East Coast, you go to Paris Island, which is the same for individuals who are joining the Marine Corps. And so it is a great experience that I guess it will lead to my next question of, would you encourage your peers to attend this workshop? I absolutely would and still do. I absolutely would. Just to go behind the scenes to see how the base is or how the camp, sorry, how how it's like um, ran, you know, Um, the support aspect. We actually went to... The Air Force base, like the, um, yeah, the Air Force space? Uh, or- it's Buford. So it's the Marine it's Corps Buford. Air Station that's there the, next to Paris okay. Island. Yeah. The Marine Corps Air Station. And we're able to talk to them and look at the uh, planes. And, you know, it's just so much involved with it. And you don't have all the answers. As an educator, we like to think do sometimes, but we don't. And every experience that we can get, that we can share with students and other teachers and even the community, um, we need to make sure we seek those opportunities and those experiences. Um, Because what we are very good at is application, right? We are able to take an experience and knowledge and apply it to different situations. I think that is a gift that educators have. And we also have insight into people. We are more empathic to, um, you know, what our students need, um, what would help them, um, whether it's for them or not. You know, um, are you really resistant to authority? Have you been that way for years? Or are you kind of just experiencing, you know, just lack of direction, but we see that leader in you, you know? Uh, So there's a lot involved. So keep this program going please and do not shorten it (laughs) Um, because it is a jam-packed four days it's jam-packed it takes a while to even process everything you know look we are talking about this as if it just happened yesterday and it was how many years ago now like at least four (laughs) at least four exactly so it had to be more than four because i've been at the school I'm at for four years. Okay, well, geez, okay. Then, five, uh, it was probably five years ago. Okay. Five, maybe six. And it's still that ingrained in you, the experience, which is just phenomenal. And so the workshop, you also get, as educators, I think it's 32 continued education hours currently. Um, I may be 
You didn't. You guys didn't get that. I didn't know about that beast. Okay. Well, you were supposed to. Um. So the certificate that you got at the end, that was like your confirmation that you completed the thirty-two or thirty-four hours um, continued education. So I guess for those other well, educators, you have plenty of hours. I get plenty of hours. So okay. Not- well, for other educators who don't, I mean, they're free continued education hours. Um, and I don't remember if it's 32 or 34, but so there's an additional benefit of going um, because I know depending on where you are, those aren't always, you know, provided by your school district and things of that nature. So yeah. there's, there's a huge career help as well to going to the workshop. And so who can go to the workshop? So high school educators, coaches, influencers, um, elected officials are not allowed to go at all. Um, middle school and elementary school are not allowed to go. And the reason being is it's the most direct impact, which would be, you know, the, the, the high schoolers. And so that's, that's who the educators are getting the knowledge for. Um, so if you are interested in attending the workshop, reach out to your local recruiter. And since we're talking about local recruiters, the next question I have is, how did the workshop change your relationship with your local recruiter? Because this is some somebody who changes over at least every two to three years. I mean, that's it's different, right, with every person. And how has this workshop kind of changed that relationship or helped build that relationship? I think for me, like being in the school system still, um, you know, direct contact with students. Like, I, I, I really like our recruiters being in the school, right? I like them talking to kids. <clears throat> um, you know, their job is to recruit, right? But at the same, at the same time, I learned that they're looking for a certain person. And so that's why that the majority of the conversations are for that, right? To, is this the right person for us? Is it the right fit? So I have really, you know, opened my, my doors to recruiters. Like if you want to come in and sit in the cafeteria and talk to people, let's do that. I got a couple of kids that I've recommended to recruiters. You know, I said, Hey, I want you to go talk to this person, right? You're interested in the military. I want you to talk to this person. Um, and then that person's going to send them in the right direction, right? Like if it, the Marine Corps isn't it, they're going to send them to the Navy. They're going to send them to the army. They're going to send them wherever. Right. So I think, you know, just allowing them to be in the buildings, I think is really important. I also think it matters who your principal is, right? Um, if your principal doesn't necessarily believe in it, then you're going to, you're not going to get that back. Right. Cause if your principal tells you they can't be on the building or they can't be on property or they can only be in the cafeteria, like, then that's the rule, right? You got to follow that. But, you know, I think at the same time, like find ways to connect kids to the people that are going to help them be their best version of them. Um, that's what our job is, right? And so if that means I'm going to re- like connect them with a military recruiter, then so be it. Um, I, hopefully that they become the best version of them and they do something to, to better the next generations. And I think if we're doing that, we've done our job. Yeah, I agree 100%. An open door policy is a given. You cannot leave this experience and not have an open door policy for military recruiters. But with the Marine recruiters that came, um, they knew all they had to do was check in at the office. They would check in with me to see if I had any needs, you know, Um, but they, we had an open door policy. Also, Oh my goodness, this was so profound and I forgot my thought, but <laughs> um, I will come back to it. But I think what Maurice Riccio said was so striking that I had to add 
add that, you know, endorsement of just having an open door policy. Yeah. And I think the workshop also does a, gives a really good tool of how can you bring those recruiters into your school? Like what are some of the programs that they can do or what's some of the give back? And some of those, those things are like combat fitness challenges for different sports organizations. Um, the Marine Corps has now different sports academies that are free leadership academies across the East Coast. I won't talk about the West Coast because I don't really know what the West Coast does because I was on the East Coast, you know, and it's not just football. I mean, we in Greenville had the first and Charlotte actually had the first volleyball leadership academy ever the Marine Corps has done. You have recruiters who can come in and talk about the NRTC scholarship, which is a hundred and eighty thousand oh, yeah. dollars scholarship. Absolutely. Um, I gave photography classes to a lot of the schools. You know, you have your marketing and public affairs Marine who can come in and give different classes or depending on what a recruiter's actual job Mm -hmm. is in the military, that's another way that you can bring the recruiter into your classroom. And especially again, if you have those administrative or that staff who's kind of anti, well, then what's the value? You can show value and the recruiter can come and do this. The recruiter can teach this and it can be, not really based on the Marine Corps, right? But they're at least getting an interaction. And at least if somebody's curious that that can give them the opportunity to like, yeah, we need to ask more. We want to ask more. Um, so I, I, yeah. um, I, I just remembered my thought. Parents. Parents. We have to talk about the parents because it's difficult for some to let their babies go or to allow their child to embark on this journey um, and they don't know much about it. So the recruiters would bring me in to a conference or a meeting or a phone call with parents. I did that four times. And all I did was talk about my experience. And it's something about having that someone, especially in a leadership position at the high school, who can articulate, you know, the advantages of this and also some of the things that they saw, you know, first firsthand, it really kind of helps the parents ease up just a bit. And so that's something that the recruiters, you know, expected of me. Um, We talked about it and I was more than happy to you know, facilitate those conversations. Before I wrap up with the last question, is there anything else about the workshop or recruiting or anything like that, that you guys want to bring up or want to talk about that maybe we haven't talked about yet? I guess just be open. Like if, if this is something that you want to do as an educator, know that it's four days, know that you have to show up you know, at the crack of dawn, (laughs) like be ready each day to learn and keep an open mind um, and participate. And one of the things for me that the workshop, and so this isn't for the educators, this is for hopefully the Marines and the recruiters who are listening to this, utilize the educators who have gone before. When you get to a new school or a new area, ask for the list of educators who have found before, because those are going to be your biggest advocates in that community. When you go to the workshop or you know an educator goes to the workshop, take pictures and give them pictures. Follow up with them, write a thank you letter for attending. Make sure that they know what's going on all the days leading up and then post because 
those relationships, again, like how you have relationships in the Marine Corps that never end. I mean, these relationships, again, we've been connected for how, how many years and, and we're still connected, right? We still have conversations with each other. And so I think that that's something that's, it's, it's very magical about the Marine Corps. And I think the workshop does it well, where it gives you these connections with people that you kind of have for life. Um, and so the last question I have for you guys is if you had the chance to go again, would you? Um, no, if it's four days, I want to be there a week. Like I want to <laughs> spread out just a little more, you know, four <laughs> days is, I mean, it's, I don't think you can do that in less than four, but, um, yeah, I would go if I could, um, just sleep in a little longer. I would say, I, I think the easy answer is yes. Right. Uh, hell yes. Let's do it again. Um, but I also think the hard answer is like, I've already gone. So is there, can I justify, um, to my boss, right. Then I'm going for, Hey, I'm going to be gone for four days. Good luck. Yeah. And normally the Marine Corps doesn't let people go again, um, because there are so limited seats now that, um, they do in certain situations, like you said, like so much changes in so many years that like, sometimes it's very important to bring somebody back again and be like, here's all the, you know, here's all the changes or here's, you know, cause there's been so many dramatic changes in the Marine Corps, but, uh, it's, the question. So when I have uh, Marines on the podcast, the question that I always ask them is if they would join the Marine Corps again. So I had to ask you guys if you would (laughs) attend the workshop again as, as well. Um, So I thoroughly appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and I appreciate everything you do in your communities and your schools and for the relationships that we've been able to build from this workshop. And I greatly, greatly appreciate it. <laughs> the relationships, the friendships that have been strengthened, um, the relationships that have been built, even if we just follow each other on social media, you really feel that you're still connected in so many ways. I know that if I find myself in, in your in, in your neck of the woods, tap that I can call you and be like, hey, I'm here, you know, and you're like, all right, come on and meet the kids, you know, it, it still continues. The benefits just keep a coming. And so, um, you know, it, it was something that I just will never regret. This is the Oath We Took podcast, and you just heard a piece of the Marine Corps story through the experience of educators who attended the Marine Corps Educators Workshop. If you are a high school educator, coach, or influencer, and would like to attend or learn how you can attend the workshop, please contact your local Marine Corps recruiter. The workshop is an opportunity for you to be better prepared to help your students make informed decisions. Marine service matters. Our stories matter. Not every Marine story is the same. We didn't all join the military for the same reason. What is the same is the oath that we all took. An oath that easily could have ended in death, and for some, it did. So listeners, instead of asking you to thank a veteran for their service, I'm gonna challenge you to continue to listen to their stories instead.